We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. <laughs> Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. &K. Welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. &K. Kenny and I sat down to talk about one of the most important topics. That is the biggest investment you can make, which is yourself. So if you are interested in maximizing your income or building a business, you're going to want to tune into this episode. Warren Buffett said, invest in as much of yourself as you can. You are your own biggest asset by far. Jim Rohn said, don't shortchange yourself when it comes to investing in your own better future. Look, in 2020, if you aren't working on building a personal brand, you're already behind. The world of social media is changing the way people do business, the way they decide who they're going to work with and what companies they're going to work with. And whether you like it or not, the most successful people are the most known. That's why we ask Rory and AJ Baden of Brand Builders Group to sit down and talk with us about investing in your personal brand. Rory is a New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. He's a two-time world champion of public speaking finalist and a TED Talk speaker. He was recently named as one of the top 100 leadership speakers in the world by Inc. Magazine, and he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, CNN, Entrepreneur, Inc., Fox News, and a ton of other media outlets. AJ is an international speaker, entrepreneur, and top brand strategist. Together, they own the Brand Builders Group, and they also host the influential personal brand podcast that has over 1 million downloads. They've at BBG, they've worked with celebrities like Lewis Howes and Kevin Harrington of the Shark Tank. And they also work with people who are just starting out and want to build a brand and want to develop more influence. So we've been working with Brand Builders Group for almost a year now, and uh, we've been working on building our personal brand. And, you know, we've worked with a lot of other companies and people, but nobody's really brought it together the way that Brand Builders has. Um, so we've been working on some pretty exciting stuff for almost a year now, and we're ready to roll it out here in the next, I don't know, three or four months. So we're excited to roll all that out, but um, that's why we're so excited to get them on the podcast. So let's tune in. <laughs> Rory and AJ, thanks so much for coming on today. Yeah, so happy to be here. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having us. I'm wrecking it as it's like, we're, we're interviewing our coach's coach. So <laughs> well, I think it's just so fun because there's never, ever four people on a podcast I interview. Think, I don't think I've ever done a four person podcast. Yay, we're we'll just see how much we talk over each other <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> well, our podcast, as you know, is really all about investing in multifamily and you know, one of the things I learned over the last couple of years is that the single most important investment you can make is in yourself. Um, so that's why we have you guys on today. We have you guys as our coaches to help build our personal brand. And so we wanted to have you on to kind of like let our guests know how important that is and what, what it all means. So um, as far as that goes, what is a personal brand and why is it so important? Totally. Um, I'll let you start. All right. So I actually think of the term personal brand these days as the digitization of reputation. Personal brand is nothing more than the digitization of reputation. It's the, it's the same concept of, that's been around for decades of reputation, which people understand. But then there's something about when they hear personal brand, they kind of like 
freak out and go, oh my gosh, social media and, and videos and like email marketing. And I don't, I don't understand that. And why do I need all that? And how does it work? And it's like, go, this is just reputation. It's building trust with people. It's being known for something and it's just doing it online. So that's how I, that's how I think of it. Yeah. Mine would be similar, but a little bit different. I would say how I view a personal brand is the monetization of your reputation, right? It's taking something that you're known for or that you want to be known for, or that you're accidentally known for and turning that into a full bone, full bone business. And I find that most people uh, aware or unaware, they have a reputation that unfortunately is not a proactive one. Right. AJ's answers are always better than mine, just so everybody knows. I just think it's really fascinating that in this world, people naturally associate a personal brand with being an influencer. Yeah. That's not the case. And in lots of cases, sure, it happens online, but just as much happens offline. And I, I think that's a really important part. Yeah, we all have a reputation, whether it's online, offline, big, small, good, bad, yeah. whatever it is. So is there anybody who shouldn't? Because I think a lot of people like to make excuses as to why they shouldn't or it doesn't apply to them. Is there any kind of industry or person that you think doesn't need to have a personal brand? Well, here's what I would say is that if you want to be known for something, then you should have a personal brand. So I think that's much more of a personal conversation versus an industry. I don't care what industry you're in. If you have a message that is uniquely yours and a story that you want to put out into the world that would help impact somebody else, which would thus help impact your business, that is the essence of having a personal brand. Now, are there people that maybe aren't sure of what their message is? Yeah. Are there people who don't know how to apply their stories or how do I take this and actually create it into a business? That's really where, and I think that's a unique part of what we help people do at Brand Builders Group is we help them do that, but it's not, are there any industries that should stay away from it? It's more of, have you been able to identify what do you want to be known for? And then how do you want to go about doing that? So I think it's a personal kind of connection, but applicable to any industry, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. I, I love, I, I, I second that. So we, um, so last year, um, I was probably more pushing the brand and a lot of this stuff. And so we were struggling because I was like, gosh, I just need to find something, somebody, a company that can kind of like do what we're trying to do. And so you're like, everybody's like, you're trying to test all these things and trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I just need something. And lo and behold, you pop on the Lewis house podcast. <laughs> And I was like, I listened to it. I was like, holy smoked crystal. I think I found this. And she's like, oh gosh, here we go again. You know, here another one of these things you're going to put us into. And so I got on the call with our coach. And then after that, we literally booked the two day where she flew into San Diego, came with us, which was a total, total game changer. So I kind of want to ask you guys, like, that was like our pivotal point and people might be sitting here stuck. Like, what can somebody expect? Like, you know, joining you guys and how's that look and kind of like going through a process of just, you know, a brand and start and how that looks. All right. I'll let you start. Cause I, I could talk, I could probably go on a 10 minute monologue. So, yeah. I'll, let you start. so I'll give you a C minus answer and then AJ will come in and clean it up. Um, well, it's always good when he goes first because I'm like, Oh, well, this is what he missed and I can add on here. So, so I, I would say that, that, you know, one of the biggest reasons why personal brands fail is because of distraction or dilution. They're, they're struggling to articulate 
what it is they do, who they do it for, and and just this being able to put it together uh, in that fashion and just make it super simple. And what the number one word I think that our clients tell us of what we gave them was clarity. They yeah. say, you helped us get clear on what problem we solve, who we solve it for, how we solve it, and how we make money solving it. And those four things are the primary focus of our our first flagship experience, which is called Finding Your uh, Brand DNA. And I think that that, in summary, is what most holds most most people back is they just have a dilution of their message and we help them get clear and focused. Yeah, well, um, it's just, just so you got like that basis, I'm going to kind of take it up a level because here's one of the things that I find all the time. I've also been spending an inordinate amount of time writing website copies. So I have a lot of this like picture perfect in my we have brain our new website right coming in. Yeah. <laughs> but here's one of the things I find that people don't realize about building a personal brand. It is a business okay. and it must be treated like a business and people don't. It's not just about getting followers or getting content out on social media. That is a component and quite honestly it's one that happens further down the line than that most people want to start but a personal brand isn't having a website right it's it's what are you going to do in terms of you know to what Rory said what problem do you solve who do you solve it for what unique way do you solve it and how do you make money solving it and we do all of that but here's what I find that people don't really internalize is that as much as we are a personal brand strategy firm we are also a business strategy firm mm. because a personal brand is a business and unfortunately most don't treat it like that right and it's like you get into this going oh I want to have this personal brand and it's like that's where I think the confusion of oh personal brand means influencer no it doesn't yeah. in fact I would say 75% maybe more of the people we work with are not in an influencer category. Oh yeah, way more. Yeah. I've like been, I've been probably like 85%. Yeah, probably only like 10 or 12 Like these are people who are building a personal brand to grow an established business, right? So they are a real estate professional. They're an investor. They're a doctor. They're a dentist. They're an author. They're a whatever. Um, but now they're like, okay, I have to figure out how am I going to take this machine and grow it based on what I believe in, what my message is, and reaching a, a unique and specific audience. But then from there, it's, okay, now this is taking off. What's the infrastructure I need to grow and scale this business? Because it becomes a business. And I think that's a huge part of what so many people neglect and negate that we spend an enormous amount of time on. Uh, because at some point, every personal brand has the opportunity to turn into a full-fledged business in addition to whatever revenue stream you built it on in the first place. I was going to say earlier when you said who shouldn't build a personal brand, the one thing I was going to say was someone who doesn't want to treat it like a business, right? I mean, if you're going to do it socially, <laughs> fine. But it's like when you get in and you guys can probably speak to this, you know, there, we've got 12 whole parts to our whole curriculum that we take people through and, and they often go, wow, I had no idea how sophisticated this was and how systematic it was, but how much it, it, it is to do this right. And, you know, you think of uh, the people, like you mentioned, Lewis Howes, just someone that we've worked with. He's, he's our oldest client. I mean, really, he really is. Yeah. He's our very first, first patient person. zero. Patient zero. <laughs> um, That's really good. And, um, I think you go, 
you, you, you go, yeah, Lewis is amazing. Um, he's talented, but they've also been doing a lot of things right behind yeah. the scenes for a really long time that, that people it's a full ecosystem. Don't, yeah. They don't understand the full ecosystem of what it takes. And um, that's good news because it's not luck. It's not fame. Yeah. It's not, I hope I go viral. It's no, there's a systematic set of processes and procedures that you can follow to get clear on your personal brand and then to build it into something that makes a lot of impact and then, you know, hopefully a bunch of money too. Mm-hmm. That's always a nice side effect. Um, <laughs> I agree with you though about like, it, it, it really is its own business. And that was why we got in touch with you guys. Cause it, it was like, we're kind of doing this halfway, you know, post here, post there. Okay. I'm going to do it every day. And then you get busy the next day and you don't do it. And, and then there's so many other aspects to it. It really is a business. But then there's a strategy behind and, it too. That, right, that's the processes. biggest thing you get from you guys. It's like, there's so much strategy behind a lot of different things, which is a game changer. You know? So Rory, you had a quote that, um, we might, we might've got it wrong. Something like this that I love. Uh, the biggest problem in your business is not a lack of revenue. It's a lack of reputation. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of good ones though. Uh, so can, can you I like that one? I haven't forgot about that. I haven't said that one in a while. So I was it's like, oh, that's a good one. We should bring that one. back. So what is your reputation formula? Oh yeah. Um, so when you look at the word reputation, right. And you go, okay, where does that come from? And like, what is it? How do you, how do you measure it? Or how do you create a strategy to strengthen it? We came up with something that we call the reputation formula, which is, it's actually pretty simple. It's results times reach equals reputation. Results times reach equals reputation. And going back to your original question about what is a personal brand? Why do you need one? A lot of people, particularly like the baby boomers and kind of like, you know, generation X, maybe, I mean, they're not really older people, but like (laughs) not the young, young whippersnappers, you know, like we grew up in a world where you were taught, you know, integrity and results matter and, Mm -hmm. and just do the right thing. And those are like your results. But the problem is if you have great results and nobody knows about you, your net reputation is still nothing, right? your the reach matters as much as the results um if if i don't know about you i cannot buy from you mm-hmm. and it works in both the positive and negative direction so if you have mother teresa big positive results times worldwide reach huge positive reputation yeah adolf hitler huge negative results times worldwide reach huge negative reputation but what most of our, uh, not most of our clients, a lot of our clients struggle with is they're the world's best kept secret and they take pride in that. But that sucks. You don't want to be the world's best kept secret. That is, that's a fail, right? That is not what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be the world's best solution that everyone knows about, everyone talks about, everybody refers, not just for money, but for impact and Our audience, we describe as mission-driven messengers, which is, you know, they want to make money. We're good at making money. We like making money, but we're really in the impact game. And it's going, you know, if no one knows about you, you're not making money or impact. I mean, I think to that point, you know, regardless of generation, so many people focus on, you know, the business component in terms of, well, what's the product, right? Like a great example is we, we help tons of people write and launch books right? It's a huge part of what we do. And, you know, we talk about this all the time that, you know, writers write, editors edit, 
publishers publish, distributors distribute, and nobody sells. So you could have the most life-changing book in the world and nobody would even know about it because no one is focused on the reach part. How are you going to market it? How are you going to increase awareness? And you could take that exact same concept and apply it to any business, any product, any anything. And that's like sometimes you spend so much time on the content at hand or the business model at hand or the, you know, the widget or the whatever you want to sell, right? But then you forget, oh, yeah, there's an entire art and science to getting people to know about this thing. And they forget the entire reach component altogether. Yeah. I mean, I think of this as like, we always say this too, is a lot of us go in and we start our own business because let's say you're like a really good you know, carpenter. So then you leave your company and you open your own business and then you realize, you know, there's like bookkeeping and marketing and all these other things that you need to do, but you're just like a really good carpenter and that's all you want to do. So that's kind of what we learned too. I mean, we really love, um, we know that we needed to build a brand. We love the branding part of it, but we're just carpenters. We're not brand builders. So it's like, I need to hire, coaches and a team and then they're done that. Yeah. yeah, So I can do what I do best. And I, that was one of the things you said on Lewis's podcast that really resonated with me is that because we, we had this problem before and I'm really working not to have this problem again, is that diluted focus gives you diluted results. And I'm like, this is exactly what was happening with us prior to having you guys come on board. Uh, we just didn't really know where we were going. It's like touch here, touch there, go over here. And then now you guys have it all kind of focused in and a nice, pretty package with lots of homework. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's something that we actually were just, we were in like a four hour conversation yesterday with um, a new friend who is in out of time and we have two toddlers. So four hours of talking does not happen often, Um, like never. And it was so interesting because I think so often we forget about the order of things. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could apply this to any business. Right. So investing or I mean, just imagine putting all your money into something before you knew what it was. Yeah. Who would do that? Yeah. Right? I still feel like I did that with like marketing because Kenny always said this is the thing you need to do. But I was like, well, I don't know about this. So let's just throw some money at it and see what happens. And um, what happens? It's, it's been good, but we went through, we had some losses for sure. Yeah. You know? And it's, and it was so interesting to think about how many of our clients have literally just gone into this going, all right, got to get a website, right? That's step one. It's like, well, what's the website for? Who's it for? What are you selling? What's the message? What are the words on the website? <laughs> I love when you say, what problem do you solve? Cause we all think we know it and you don't. It's hard. It's really hard. And I just, we're so many things. And, you know, and I think one of the things like to what Rory said in the very beginning, like one of the biggest problems we solve is distraction because there are so many things that you can be doing. You can be speaking, you can be doing webinars, you can be doing small live events, you could be doing big conferences, you could be doing coaching, consulting, you could be doing funnel, like all the things, right? And the order in which you do those things really matters. And you can't necessarily do them all at once. And do it well. Yeah. Right? And I think that is a huge part of just is that there's an order to things and people so often go out of order. And I think that happens more often than not, because like you said, we all think we need a website. So then you go hire somebody to make you a website. And then you realize that the entire message is wrong because you didn't do that work up front. Like the two day deep dive that we did with Kristen was 
like he said, it was, it really changed our business because it, it made us, it forced us to think and focus Stop on things that we yes. never stopped and thought about because mostly you look at it and you go, well, that's hard. I'll just worry about that later. And then we'll just keep going on to the other things that are easy. And it wins a lot less time you sit still in a room for two full days with somebody going through every aspect. It's a game changer. Yeah, that was one of the next questions we have is, you know, we're sitting in there. The first thing is, okay, she writes, what problem do you solve? I was like, oh, that's easy. We just, uh, you know, we do loans for people. She goes, no problem. I go, yeah, she goes, that's not a problem you solve. And I'm, and we're, you know, diving down. Then we came to it in 30 minutes, which was pretty fast, I guess, is we saw the insecurity. I mean, people are coming to us because they're insecure. They really don't know, you know, how to buy real estate or I get a loan or this. They don't, they've never been through it. So I think that's my question for you guys is why is that such a big, like what problem you solve? Why is that just such a big game changer from somebody like to start this process off? Well, I think that, yeah, the, the genesis of a personal brand is being able to answer that one question in one word, what problem do you solve? And almost nobody can do it. And if you can't answer that question with that level of precision, then you are part of the noise. Like everything you are doing, you are creating the noise, which is what most of the world is. And and what breaks through the noise is clarity. I mean, clarity is the thing that cuts cuts through the noise. And so, um, and then the reason it matters is because we we buy solutions to problems, right? Like when we think of spending money, like we all go, oh, I want a nice house or a nice car on vacation. But in reality, what we spend money on is like, if, the, if we get a flat tire, or if, if the water heater breaks, or if our kid gets sick, we find the money. We find the money to solve problems. We may or may not have money to, do, to pay for luxuries, but we find money to solve problems. And every business, every product, every person like who is advanced, advancing a message, you're going to get much further by marketing the problem than just the solution. And, and that's the thing is everyone is so quick to talk about like the answer and the solution. Yeah. But if you talk about the problem, it's like people are, you know, bleeding. They're going, oh my gosh, that is what I struggle with. I, I do struggle to, to organize everything. I do struggle to figure out like what my message is and what my uniqueness is and, and how to use the, how to find the words to describe what I do and how to focus on one business model and, and how to organize everything. That's the problem that we solve, right? Is, is this distraction and dilution of all the activities that people get sucked up into. And so, so when people hear us talk about that, they can quickly go, I have that problem. These mm-hmm. folks are for me. Or they go, I don't have that problem. These folks are not for me. But if you're, you have to be an ambassador of the problem as much as you are an ambassador of the solution because that's how you attract clients quickly. Yeah, I would just say like succinctly, um, so much of why we focus on the problem is the emotional connection that it provides to your audience, right? And if you take what anyone is selling, like, you know, it's like real estate investing, for example, right? And you go to any different individual or website or anything, and they're going to talk about, well, this is how we do it. And this is how we help and da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, like, if you know, it's like, well, why would I pick you over the next group or the next group, it's because you said, listen, we get that there is an, a ton of feelings of self-doubt and insecurity when you're making decisions like this for the first time, right? And if you appeal to that emotional connection, people are going to literally go, 
you get me. You're my people. And I think a big part of discovering what problem you solve is also helping you decipher simultaneously who am I built to serve by solving this problem. And it's like those things are two separate things, but they kind of happen simultaneously because you know if somebody has insecurity in this process, then they're also probably in maybe some of the beginning stages of this. Maybe they've never done it before. And it starts alluding to this person that you want to serve, that you want to help. It's like, no, this is who we really want to be our client base and our customer base. And the problem is that first indication of who that person is. And I would say, I was going to say this a second ago before we started talking, but my favorite, my favorite quote right now is from Henry Ford. And it's a Henry Ford quote that doesn't get promoted very often. And he says that thinking is the hardest work there is, which is why so few people engage in it. Right? It's like thinking is hard work. It's that two days being locked in the room. It's really, it pushes you hard work. Sometimes you're like, we're not going to be able to come up with this. It's like, no, we have to, you have to do this. Well, like, mentally you just want to do what's easy. Like, let me just get the easy stuff off my plate first. And then I'll get back to that. But the problem is, is the easy stuff keeps coming. It just keeps piling up until one day you, always. Up and you never thought about the hard things because you had enough easy stuff to do. Yeah. I have a question for you guys too. So I think a lot of people that, there's because of now, I think, especially with COVID and, you know, people now realize, oh my gosh, online, maybe I'm even more behind, but why do you think people sure. struggle so much with like just committing and do this? And maybe, you know, one of the things I was going to say is like, we're, you know, even though we're in business together, she could agree, I could disagree. And I think some people are like, well, I want to do this, but my wife or husband's like, we're not going to spend the money. This is stupid. Like, and I'm sure you guys see this. What do you say to people like that when you're kind of dealing with this? Well, I'd say the number one reason why we see people don't get going is there's so much to choose from. They don't know where to start. Right? They don't know where to spend their time. They don't know what to do first. They don't know where is to it invest. Facebook ads? Is it funnels? Is it copywriting? Do is I it need my website? Yeah. Is it my colors? Do is I need brand my... guidelines? And then every then you hear all these people. It's like, okay, well, you know, the new thing to do is a challenge funnel. And then you hear all these new things that all these people are talking about. And we find all the time, it's like people are comparing their step one to somebody else's step 100. Yeah. And it's like, no, you should not do a challenge funnel. You do not have a product. <laughs> There's nothing for you to sell. What are you doing this for? And it's just so interesting where they get, they ca get caught up in the bandwagon of like, they feel so far behind They're they're trying to do step 100 before they do steps 91 through 99. So I find that most people who don't get started is they don't know what to do. They feel overwhelmed and they don't know where to start and they don't know where to spend money or what resources they should be doing. And, and a lot of times I would say too, is a lot of people don't want to do the strategy work. They want a pretty website. They want lots of followers, but they don't want to do the hard strategy work. It's a lot of work. It is. But I feel like when you really want something, you have to know. I mean, I think that often the easiest things in life are like yield you the least reward. Um, mm -hmm. Harder things are where you get the big reward. And that's what I tell myself every time I like have to work through this homework. I'm like, it's going to be great. It's gonna be fabulous. <laughs> it's <soft -talk. laughs> but it's true. It's really true. Um, can you guys walk us through like the brand DNA Helix? There's six parts, right? And mm -hmm. what is that? You want to take it? Sure. So oh, yeah. the Brand DNA Helix is our central framework from our first experience. So we have 12 different topics, 12 different experiences that we take clients through. 
And uh, our first one is all about helping people find their uniqueness. And it was based on some advice that we got early on in our career from a gentleman named Larry Wingett, where he said, the secret is to find your uniqueness so that you can exploit it in the service of others. Yeah. Find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. That's a good one. Write that yeah. one down. Which is not a brand builders. That's a Larry, Larry Wingett. That's not a Rory or a- No, AJ we said Ford. Larry, Yeah, but, but that's a really good one. But what Larry didn't do was teach people how to do that. How do you <laughs> he just it. said, this is what you should do. And it was always really brilliant and made a huge impact on our career. But over the course of time, we realized that um, we developed we developed a process for how someone can find their uniqueness, which is what the brand DNA Helix is. So effectively, it's six questions that we take every brand through, every person through, and we ask them these six questions and you basically brainstorm answers to all six of these. And somewhere there is an overlap at the, at the intersection of the answers to all these six questions is where your uniqueness lives. So, uh, and, the, and the questions operate in tandem. So the, the first question is, what problem do you solve? We've, we've, we've talked a lot about that. The tandem uh, question for that is, what are you passionate about? So what fires you up? Also, what pisses you <laughs> off? Um, what makes yeah. you mad? What makes you happy? Just what lights you up? Yeah, what lights and you up? And that could be light up or like get lit, right? <laughs> Those two different ways. <laughs> you, you, so you, we, those are offsetting questions of, um, you know, those are, those are hints. And then the second two questions are, what do you uh, research? And then what do you have results in? So experience- and versus, yeah, like expertise, like experiences, like that firsthand, like I've been there, done that versus the expertise, which is a little bit more like academic, like research components. Mm -hmm. And the inside of that, it, it starts to address who th those start to point to who, who you are, are best positioned to serve. And uh, um, one of the things that we've said is that you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. You're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And so we're looking at who was that and how did you get to be where you are mm -hmm. and you know, through your results and your research, your, your education. Um, so we look at those and then questions five and six are related to the monetization component, which is something that we're, is, we're very passionate about. It's a part of our uniqueness. Is, um, it's actually one of AJ's spiritual gifts is making money. <laughs> Um, and, uh, great spiritual, it's a great spiritual gift to be married to just saying sugar mama. Um, but, um, so we look at, we do an inventory of, um, what are all the things that people could buy from you or would buy from you? But then we reconcile that against what business do you really want to be in? And so we talk about, you know, there's, there's really only five different ways to monetize a personal brand and you need to select one. You need one primary business model because to start, to start, mm -hmm. because again, if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. And so we help people select, which yeah. is the right. And I was going to say, and I feel like this is really looked over because I think most people think about, all right, what businesses I'm, am I going to be in? And they look around and they go, all right, let's do some competitor research right? Let's see what my competitors are doing. What are my, my competitors selling today? Or they go, okay, what are all the things that people would buy? And it's like, that is not what we do, right? It's like, we're not about what are all the things that you can sell? It's what do you want to be doing? 
Like, what were you called to do? And what is, what is that business that you would like, there is no retiring from this, right? I'm, I'm living what I was built to do. And so many people look around and they just spend so much of their time going, what's the market doing? What's the economy doing? What are my competitors doing? And we're going, put some blinders on for a minute, stop looking around and ask yourself, what do you want to be doing? Oh, yeah. And could you be doing this a year, five, 10, 20 years from now and have no regrets about it? And I think that's a huge part of what we do that's just a little bit uniquely different. It's, you know, we had a client one time ask, well, how do you resolve or reconcile the fact of, you know, competitor research and competitor analysis? And I just sat there and I said, well, it's pretty much if you're looking for a firm that's going to help you do competitor research, you just shouldn't work with us. Yeah. Because I don't really care what anyone else is doing. I care what you're doing. Love that. And it's I think really that's. Yeah, we've yeah. had that training before about checking competitors and it's a really dangerous road to go down because you kind of get this analysis paralysis and then you start yeah. being like, well, they're already doing it. So maybe I shouldn't do it. And then you start doing things that are just not you. Um, cause we definitely, I, I definitely went down that road, um, a long time ago when we first started this, it's like, okay, well, what's everybody else doing? And then you're like, oh, I'm just confused now. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, I think in, in some ways it's easier than doing that deep thinking yes. work of yep. who was I designed to be? Who was I created to be? What do I feel called to be? What makes me truly different? And how do I lean into that? Because some of those are scary conversations. Um, they're vulnerable conversations. They're things we haven't spent a lot of time thinking on. And it, it's, you know, to your Henry Ford quote, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of the hard work. And, and by the way, I would just say, if anyone, if you're listening right now and you're going, I get this, I want some help thinking through some of this stuff. We actually do a free call with everybody uh, that is serious uh, at about taking their personal brand to the next level. And if you really are serious, you can apply for a free call and we'll put you through like a, a little kind of quick form. And then if, if it meets the criteria, we'll, we'll do the first call with you for free to guide you. Um, if you go to free, free strategy call, free strategy call. Yeah. So if you go to freebrandcall.com slash K and K, so K A N D K <laughs> K and K, um, you can apply for a free call and you know, we'll, we'd love to, we'd love to stay in touch with you that way. That was our first call with you guys too. After we called from, um, the podcast you did, we called Kenny called and he got that free call and it was cool. Cause for one, we were like, I don't even know if this is the right thing. And I really respect that sometimes it's not the right thing. Cause you can't be right for everyone, you know? And it's like, yeah. for us, I felt like this was such a good fit because you guys ask all the right questions to make sure that you were going to be able to help us. And I think it can be really confusing in this space. There's so many people doing that do, like you said, I do Google ads Well, this person does websites and then this person does, you know, like all right. these other things and none of it connects. And it's all this like discombobulated road of things that you shouldn't be doing just yet. Um, but it's been really cool to be able to work with you guys. And it was really nice to have that call up front to just know this, this is a good fit. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, if it's not a good fit, it doesn't, it does not help us. It's not advantageous for us to work with people where it's not a good fit. You know, Susie Moore is um, somebody that we know if you guys uh, have never looked her up. She's so cool. But I remember being at a dinner with her one time and such a random thing for me to remember. But we were all like talking about different business models and, and they were like, you know what, Susie, you need to create a course. 
right? That's what you like. You really need a course. And she sat there and she started laughing and she goes, no, I don't, I don't think so. And they're like, why not? She goes, I have one really great answer. I don't want one. It's <laughs> 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 like this like really great moment of clarity of going, no, I don't care what anyone is doing. I don't want to do that. And I'm totally okay with that. And same thing. It's like not building a personal brand is not for everyone, but for those that want it, man, it can, it can be really powerful, but it can also be really overwhelming. And that's, you know, kind of like a whole reason we created Brand Builders Group is we spent 10 years wandering a lonely desert of what to do, how to do it, and feeling really lost of like, why is no one, like, why, like, why are there a hundred options and not a good one for us? I mean, it's, it's the whole reason we created Brain Builders Group in the first place. Well, it's very unique, I think, to have um, someone who can walk us through every single aspect of building a brand. So that's been, I think that for us was really key is just having one, like having our coach that just says, okay, you're doing this now. Now we move on to this next thing. And then we move on to the next thing. And that's been really helpful to keep us on track because it is a lot. Yeah. So much. Yeah, it's very possible to do the right thing in the wrong order. Like AJ yeah. was talking about. And I mean, if you spend five minutes on Facebook, you'll see five different ads of like all the different ways you're supposed to be doing it. And, and people capitalize on that. There are people that make money off of the idea that a lot of people are, don't know what to do or the right order. And so there really is a, a you know, a sequence to, to figure out. And mm -hmm. that's what we're, what we're really good at helping people figure out. Yeah. So I know we could sit here for hours and talk to you guys and I appreciate the time. So before you guys go, we asked every guest this one question. Um, so we always like to ask, even though you might not be in our industry, we want to know what you think about it. So what does generational wealth mean to you guys? Oh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. You want to go first or me? <laughs> okay. I would say generational wealth to me is just simply wealth that goes beyond me. Right. And I don't think it's necessarily passed down through the generations, but you know, Roy said my spiritual gift. I took this test this one time. Spirit, what is your spiritual gift? And mine was making money. And I started cracking Hallelujah. up. <laughs> 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 and uh, I thought I, that was really, really good because you know, it's like we've got a lot of people now and before where, you know, it's like we're big into our faith and it's like sometimes like money can really be seen as like this negative thing. And I'm like, I don't, I've never been able to understand that because to me, generational wealth is that the money that I make is able to impact the generation around me and then way after me. It's creating a legacy that goes beyond just my family, but it's like, what am I doing with my money to create an impact that goes way beyond me or my kids or my husband. Um, and it's not just the, you know, the small nuclear family, but it's my church, my community and my surroundings. But it's like, if the more money I make, the more money I can give. Right. And okay. it's like, so I'm on a mission to make a whole bunch of money because there's a whole bunch of things that I want to do with that money. And that's not just in my family. That's for me. Great answer. Love it. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in terms of the actual making money part, I, I really echo what AJ would say. Um, and, you know, our, our part of our family mission statement is to be undercover agents for God and to use money for his purposes. And so we've always said, you know, like we pretty much have most everything we want for ourselves. I mean, I could probably make a list. Yeah, but, we better be a <laughs> Um 
<laughs> so, uh, and when you asked the question, one thing that came up for me is that 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 wealth is is really time, um, mm-hmm. and not just money. So money is a is a part of it, but to be able to make the kind of impact you want to make, and to mm-hmm. be able to make the kind of income that you want to make to give and do you know and to acquire and do whatever you want to do with it, um, but to be able to do those things and still have time is is really is really the measure um you know to to spend the time with the people you love and so i think that wealth is really especially more and more becoming measured by time and and margin without compromising results and so a lot of times that means activating a team and having processes and, and systems and sequences and a lot of why we teach what we teach is not to overwhelm the person but to go, here's a process and this process can be hired out by this vendor or someone on your team can do this so that you're not saying I can either ha- make an impact or I can have time. It's like, no, I can make an impact and I can make generational wealth in terms of money yeah. and also have the time to do the things that really matter to me. Well, we'll let you know when we figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, we're working, we're working on it. We're, so work in we're, progress. Making, we're making very steady progressions we used to we used to work six nights a week. Twelve twelve years ago, we were working six nights a week, and we had cut it back yeah. and back and back. Baby and, steps. And and Baby steps. after we exited our our first company a couple of years ago, um, we we rarely work a night. Now that had nothing to do with that. That had to do with we have two small children. Yeah, that helps. Um, <laughs> to not working so, nights. We'll we'll take it right there with you. We are with you. I've got you know. A two-year-old and a seven-month-old. So yeah, so sixteen months and three and a half. So yeah, there is oh no rest God. happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's like when There's they're no ready. Answering emails while the kids are awake. Like yeah. I mean, that's not how it happens. No. Nope. It's not. It's a yeah. It's a gift in so many ways. But yeah. Well, before we go, you guys, and again, like Kenny said, we appreciate you guys coming on, and it was really fun and nerve wracking to have you guys on, but we also want, like want to share you with everyone. Um, so where should people go if they want to connect with you or learn more? Yeah, I, I would just focus on freebrandcall.com slash K and K. Um, and if you go to freebrandcall.com slash K and K, you can, you know, fill out a little quick form, apply for a call. And part of what we do is we can tell, we can tell pretty quickly if someone's a fit for us or not. And so, and even if you're not still go there, cause we're going to load you up with free resources, right? Like there's no lack of stuff that we can get you to help you on your journey. Our whole, our whole concept is like, even if we're not a fit for you right now, maybe we will be one day. So if it's not now, like we're going to, we're going to load you up with free resources and wish you good luck. So that would definitely be, let's go to the free brand, free brand call.com forward slash K and K. That's the place to go. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so I much. I appreciate the time. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you guys so much for having us in here. I think this is so cool too, because we have a ton of clients in our community. And I think that you're maybe one of only three who have asked us proactively to be on their show. They're all here. They're all here. Well, and I I lay down the gauntlet. I lay down the gauntlet of saying, we will do a show once someone has done a hundred episodes. Check. It's like, if, if it's not about like, oh, we have to be on the world's biggest podcast because you know, if someone's done a hundred episodes, they're going to, they're going to have several hundred listeners at least. And to me, 
I don't see it any different versus standing on stage in front of a few hundred people, which we'd all be fired up about. Yeah. The podcast is the exact same thing. But if someone's not committed to the process of a hundred episodes, it's like, hey, we're, you know, that's, we, we want to support and reward the people who are committed to the process. And you two have been awesome. You have been awesome. The show is great. totally humble and, and active. Like you, you're doers, you're intelligent, you're kind, like you actually care about your community and the service that you're providing. Everyone should work with you. So that's, yeah, we're you. proud to support what you're doing. Well, I appreciate you guys Thank very you much. Guys Thanks so for much. your time. Thank you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Okay, bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.